Up until my journey of transformation a few years ago, I feared being creative. My self-doubt was through the roof, my inner dialogue diabolical. And if I tried to dig deep into my brain for a winning idea, I was met with a blank canvas. To create is to be in touch with our spirit and our ultimate purpose. Writing is a great way that many purge their inner truth, explore ideas, create magnificence on paper or nowadays on a screen, and allow their words to flow and spirits to fly. As soon as I let go of my limiting mindset, cleared out old emotions of not being enough, words flowed out of me, mostly in the form of my book, Born to Shine, but also through my podcast, blog and social media. It's like I unplug something in me. Creativity is key to humans' well-being. When we're inspired, we're in spirit. On this week's podcast, I'm joined by the delightful Adana Onowuski, who has set up Invictor Writers, a platform that supports women in exploring their multifaceted identities, assists them to discover the power of their voice and their connections to themselves and the world around them through creative writing. She's on a mission to educate women on the importance of prioritising mental health, to empower women by providing the space and tools to use writing as an essential and accessible self-care practice, and to enrich women's lives experiences through writing. Hear this. Studies indicate that writing about traumatic experiences can lead to a stronger immune system, greater self-confidence, and even a higher IQ. Who wouldn't want to get writing if those are the consequences alone? Here is Adana to tell us more about herself and her mission. Welcome to the show, Adana. Hi, Kat. Thank you very much for that lovely welcome. Oh, it's my pleasure. So tell us about your story and how you got into to doing what you do. Okay, so my, um, I guess my kind of interest in identity, which really is at the, the heart of what I do with Invicta Writers, is kind of assisting women with exploring their identity through writing. So my interest in that really began um, with my own um, with my own birth in Nigeria. To I was born in Nigeria in the early 80s to a Nigerian dad and a British Jamaican mum. And um, my family then moved over to England. So my mum wanted to move back to Manchester where she'd been born and brought up. Um, at the end of the 80s so I then found myself moving from um, urban Nigeria to inner city Manchester um, which I'm sure you can imagine um, was a a huge culture shock Um, and then when I came to um, secondary school age I moved to a, a private school so at the time I was living in social housing and my sister and myself both earned scholarships to um, a local private school so that gave kind of another nuance and kind of other layers of um, identity to explore and, and kind of things to work out in terms of identity. So it's like kind of issues of um, nationality and heritage and class and, and race and academic identity all sort of layering up at quite an, a young age. Um, and the way I, I guess, managed that was through perfectionism, was through making sure that I was a, a consistently a top student, was through people-pleasing, um, and I took that with me through into my adult years. Um, so I went on to do an English degree. I, my background is in education. I was a teacher in inner London schools for about 12 years. Um, kind of rose through the ranks very quickly. Was a, was a deputy head of English at the age of 25. Um, went on to do kind of lots of things in my career. Did an MA. 
um, and really immersed myself into my subjects and into education and was very driven. And I was very much one of those people who has a, a literal things to do by the time I'm 30 list. And I was sort of happily working my way through all of that. So um, get married, buy a house, um, you know, get, get this promotion. And the last thing on my list was to become a mum by the age of 30. And so I managed to do all of those things, including having my first daughter six days after I turned 30. Um, wow. Yeah. So just just about got in there. I let myself off for the six days. Um, yeah. Um, and so I was, I was age 30, had my beautiful daughter, had a great marriage, had this great career and, and everything that I'd worked really hard to achieve, I had done. Um, and what I really wasn't prepared for was essentially an identity crisis um, where I didn't feel the way I thought I would feel having achieved everything I set out to achieve. Um, and in hindsight, I didn't know that then as I was sort of trying to navigate all of this territory. But in hindsight, I realized that I built so much of who I was or who I perceived myself to be around academic or career success, around making others happy, around kind of external validation and achievement. And that really didn't serve any purpose um, as a new mother at home for very long periods of the day with a with a newborn. Um, none of that really mattered. So there's a real sense of confusion there about who I really was and what my priorities were. Um, so after I... Um, I, I was off maternity leave and I returned to work and I decided to start at a new, new school and sort of relinquish my leadership responsibilities and, and work part time in order to sort of try and address some of this kind of um, a lack that I felt or this sense that my priorities were perhaps not in the right place. Um, but that didn't quite tick the boxes either. Um, and by the time I had my second daughter, which was about four years later, um, I, I really knew it was time to make some big changes and address this sense of this sort of lack of fulfillment and knowing that I wasn't fulfilling my potential. Um, and that that's where Invicta Writers came from. So it was pulling together my passion and my skills in the areas of, of writing and literature, um, my teaching and mentoring and coaching experience um, that I had through my leadership roles in, in schools um, and a newfound interest really or commitment to the importance of, of well-being which I discovered um, in becoming a mother and, and realizing how important it was for me to be well connected to myself in order to be able to do that job properly um, and that's yeah that's in a nutshell that's that's my story and and talking about identity mm-hmm. um, you know you had like you said a lot of um different influences that that were sort of fighting against each other and I think we could say it on behalf of most mothers is that when you then if you've had an identity crisis before you have children and then you have them it's a big turning point in mothers feeling like they lose their identity or or perhaps it's it's the moment that, like for you, everything fell away and all of those things that seemingly mattered before your child, once you're there with a little baby, all those achievements are yeah. irrelevant. And actually, love and connection 
are the most important things. Absolutely. Um, and definitely that's something that was there that was there for me. I think the, the love and the connection with my daughter was never an issue um, for me. Um, it was the connection to myself that was an issue and that was a kind of a sense of, of commitment. And, and I did everything to prioritise my daughter's needs and made sure that we were very closely bonded. Um, and it felt like what I lost in that in that kind of in that process, in that focus, in that shifting was a clear sense of who I was or how to integrate this new element of my identity into the others and what needed to be kept and what needed to fall away. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and as you say, I think it's something that is, is quite common. It's quite a common experience for mothers. Um, I think motherhood is a real catalyst for quite major change and major reflection of who, who it is that you are at your core. Yeah, absolutely. And <clears throat> talk to me about the power of being creative and the impact on on one's well-being. Mm. Um, I think creativity is hugely powerful and hugely has a huge um, influence over us. And I think it's quite easy to underestimate the significance of creativity. I think often people perceive it as something that is limited to a chosen few. So you're either creative or you're not. So you might be sort of um, on the spectrum of, you might, you know, you might be quite scientific or drawn to maths or something, or, or you might be on the other end of the spectrum and be quite creative. Um, I think the other sort of misconception is that it's something quite frivolous um, and it's nice as an outlet, but it's not something that is particularly essential um, or important to sort of the day-to-day -day living. Um one of my favourite quotes to sort of begin to unpick some of that is um, from Einstein, who, you know, needs no introduction by me. Um, and he said that creativity is intelligence, having fun. So I think that gives us a, a bit of an insight into just how, how powerful and how relevant creativity um, can be. And essentially, I, I believe that we're all innately creative. Um, I think that we're, we're constantly creating I think we are not always conscious of the fact that that's what we're doing, whether it's, you know, on, on sort of small scales, we create to-do lists every day or we create solutions to particular problems that keep arising. Um, we create, we daydream all the time about um, how we want certain situations to be. We um, catastrophize sometimes, you know, um, all of that is, is our minds creating. So we can use all of that to, our disadvantage and to the detriment of our well-being or we can use it to um to empower us really um so i think creativity for me really is about being open to seeing things differently um, and i think there's a lot of freedom in that there's a lot of liberation in knowing that there is more than one way of viewing something and there is one more than one way of sort of of being um, and managing things um and the other thing is is self-expression. Um, creativity allows us to truly express our identities, who we are, our cores, our values, our priorities. And that's something that's so in, in essential in terms of well-being, in terms of knowing who you are, in terms of being able to have authentic connections with other people. Um, so creativity really opens up opportunities for us to, for, for that 
that clear sense of um, freedom and self-connection, but also those relationships, those key relationships we have with others as well. Do you think that women in particular have in the past, and, and it's got better these days, but haven't spoken their truth and haven't shared what's truly in their heart and therefore things like this are really important I know from just the the work that I do in my born to shine sisterhood group where I am sharing every day um the things that I've learned and the and the things that I do and and really it's actually about just sharing my voice and my truth and being me um and it's it's been for me particularly really healing it's been a real way to to have an outlet and I think when you look at platforms like Facebook and Instagram it's given people a voice and I think for a long time women have felt like they haven't had a voice absolutely I definitely agree um I think that as women we are conditioned to self-censor a lot um I think we, whether it's in the workplace because we don't want to be perceived as too, I mean, stick on any adjective to the end of that sentence, too pushy, too bossy, too emotional, um, some of the the things that get hurled at us, um, whether it's in motherhood and not wanting to admit just how how complex it is and how difficult it is. um, You know, I I think there's a a lot of mental, internal self-censorship going on um, that limits our capacity to be able to voice what we truly believe, voice how strongly we feel about certain things. And as you say, um, I mean, even just thinking about um, thinking about some of the things that we've seen in the media recently and the consequences of, of women not feeling able to voice some of the um, kind of the, the, the very difficult experiences that they've been through with the Me Too campaigns and, and so on, um, because you're quite devastating com- com- consequences of women not voicing their their experiences. So I absolutely agree that it's something that we're seeing much more of and we can really see the power of, of writing, of self-expression, of using your voice. You talked about what you did before you set up in Victor Writer, mm-hmm. writing, Writers. Um, were you were you always good at writing naturally? So I personally have always loved writing, um, and it's, it is something that has come naturally to me. I never equated it with sort of boosting my well being. Um, I did it sort of as an as and when I wanted to. I've been a, a lifelong journaler, really. Um, and have liked to sort of dip in and out of writing poetry and things. Um, so to me, that's something that I feel very passionate about, and that is something that's quite a core aspect of my identity. Um, it is something that sometimes clients worry about because they say that they are they are not writers. You know, they're not people that have written on a regular basis. Um, but as I said, in terms of um, creativity, it's the, the writing really is. Uh, is a tool to access what's really going on for you. It's a tool to connect deeply with who you really are. Um, so although for me, it's something that has always come very naturally, um, it's not something It's not something that is a barrier to clients that I've worked with who feel that they haven't been creative previously or feel that they're not natural writers. And that's that's something that, 
I've been really happy to see develop in the women that I've worked with that sense of confidence in their writing, which, as I said, kind of it's just rooted in, in being better self-connected and able to express your true feelings. You mentioned um, how you've seen them, their confidence grow. What other changes, changes do you see in women who, you know, finally take pen to paper and and write? I've been really blown over by the results that women have told me um, that they've seen in their lives based on simply just writing and taking the time to reconnect with themselves. So everything from improved relationships with their partners um, because they're clearer on a sense of who they are and what they want and able to express that better. Um, Having positive impacts on their careers and being clearer on sort of big big career decisions, Um, feeling more confident and less anxious, Um, feeling um, more resilient Um, and just generally um, well-being being much better than it was previously so it's it's been a real joy really I've worked with um, about 40 women over the past year and it's been a real joy to be a part of their journeys and also see the just the amazing impact that writing can have in a relatively short period of time um, so to sort of get that that feedback and to get those results is wonderful where would somebody if there's women listening to this and thinking oh yeah like I I, I, that resonates with me uh you know gaining Uh those results where would you say that somebody begin I remember going to a workshop um and Julia Cameron did a did a talk and she she shared um about her morning pages and for anyone that doesn't know about those um she says you know get up an hour or so earlier or whatever you can manage and sit down with a blank piece of paper and just write and just see what comes out and she says from doing that she'll say the first part might be a bit tricky might be like well what am I going to write today but actually you literally just follow what 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 almost comes out of your body and by the you know 15 20 minutes half an hour into it you suddenly go Oh, you get you gain clarity on things. If you don't, if you don't block that opportunity, you just go. I'm not going to judge right. what comes out, and at the end, I'm going to reflect on it. There has been really profound uh, stories of people that do do the morning pages. So, where would somebody begin if they? Where would you guide them to to yeah. start? Um, something like the morning pages is is brilliant, um, but I know not necessarily practical and realistic for everybody so I would love to have 20 minutes to write every at the beginning of every morning but I've got a six-year-old and a two-year-old so it's just not a reality for me at the moment. yeah that's exactly the same to me I say yeah. in 10 years when the kids have uh, more old yeah. you know grown up exactly. then I'll do it exactly. but yeah um, <laughs> quite but you right. can take that that same idea is essentially um, what we call free writing and that's something that you can do at any time of the day when you've got you know a a spare five minutes or you you create and safeguard uh, five to, or ten minutes where you can sit down and just get very still um, and just write freely about anything that comes to mind for a set period of time. So you time yourself and you just let pen cover the paper. You don't try and make sense of anything. You don't censor yourself. You don't pay attention to spelling, punctuation or grammar. Um, and if you get stuck, you you can literally write, I am stuck. I don't know what to write next. And in the same way as the morning pages will kind of um, 
allow you to unleash so many things that you didn't even know were there. It's the same premise, um, but it's sort of not restricting you to having to do it first thing in the morning. That's kind of an ideal situation. As we said, it's not necessarily practical for everybody. Um, So that's, that's a really brilliant start. For anybody that wants a bit more structure, um, I would really recommend a book called Write Yourself Free by a lady called Megan Hayes. And she's an expert in positive psychology. Um, and what positive psychologists have found is that actually writing can benefit, can have a great impact um, on our mental and emotional well-being through writing about um, desired or um, experienced, sorry, desired or lived experiences um, from a kind of a positive perspective. So she takes us through things such as joy and gratitude, for example, and serenity, um, and looks at how you can write about those things, even if you have, even if you're yet to experience them, you can write about them from a sort of positive perspective um, to to have those benefits that you mentioned earlier on in the podcast as well. So it has a you know boost into boost to your immune system um, can help to manage anxiety and depression. Um, yeah, so two kind of ways to address. That, um, that's almost like a that's almost like a manifestation process if you're writing about a future event in a positive exactly, way, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. And I think, um, again, that's another kind of really powerful, a powerful effect of writing and def- definitely something that I've seen in my own life, even within Victor Writers. You know, the, the idea started out as, as scribbling ideas on a paper, uh, on a bit of paper. So um, definitely that element of, writing having power and being able to to literally rewrite or write your own story on your own terms is is something that's very powerful and very real for me and i think you're right there's a real um something happens when you have something in your mind that you then put down on paper and i know that they say that when you're learning something if you take notes during the lecture or whatever it is you know what if you're watching something if you take notes the ability to retain that information is so much greater once you have put it down and both my well i'm starting on book number two and interestingly i I only noticed this as a pattern now because obviously it's book number two, but it started off with literally just ideas floating around in my brain and the ideas just continue to to not go away. And and then you'd sit and and think about them and go, oh, okay, well, this is really, this is really a a thought that's, that's coming to fruition. And then once I got, I got out a massive piece of paper and I did a mind map and I just got down what was in my head and the same and and last week i i i didn't believe that the ideas for book number 2 were truly coming through over the time off i'd had over summer but they were and they just wouldn't go away and then last week lo and behold i get out a big piece of paper and i do a massive mind map and suddenly it made it yeah, real um and there's just something really powerful about that what goes on there in, is, in the definitely. head it's, it's, it's a real clarifying process and as you say there's a lot of power in being very clear on it what it is that you're thinking and what it is that you want and then you can actually put it into action and do something about it but that writing really is a kind of a magic step in between that helps you to get very clear on what that thing is that you want 
And journaling has become very, very popular um, these last few years, hasn't Definitely. it? Definitely. Um, and not in the sort of, I guess, sort of um, old fashioned sense of dear diary, you know, I am feeling sad today. There are lots of ways to be creative with journaling. There are lots of sort of resources out there to support people in allowing the journaling process to be something that's varied and um, profound and enjoyable and um, really powerful. Yeah. And writing's also been a brilliant way of purging out old emotions and harmful <clears throat> things that want, if they're kept inside and they're not yeah. released. And I often say to my clients, write a letter to, let's say that they've got something going on from the past with mm. one of their parents. I always advise them, like, write a letter, get it down yeah. on paper. I don't tell them yeah. to send the letter, but just having that cathartic sense yeah. of release that can be really powerful. Yeah, absolutely. It? Um, it's brilliant. Writing is a brilliant way to deal with difficult or traumatic events. And as you said, really cathartic, really healing, um, rather than carrying all of that that energy and that, that pain and that burden with you, committing it to paper and releasing it in that way is so powerful and so liberating. Um, and actually, it, it, I mean, the kind of the science behind it as well, it allows you to process those thoughts and those emotions rather than the than than sitting in your brain and sort of festering there it gives you a space and opportunity for closure um it also a really powerful sort of extension of that is writing a reflection on what you have written so you have your kind of initial thoughts that you write down so the letter for example that you um suggested but actually writing the reflection so coming back to whatever you've written and writing a reflection on it helps you to create some distance between what those thoughts and emotions are and who you are as a person um and sort of reinforces that you are separate to whatever the the the, the trauma is or the difficult thoughts or difficult emotions you are separate to that you're able to um process and move on from that or you're able to view it differently or able to make certain choices that empowers you rather than um, keeps you stuck and is it mostly mothers that you work with who get drawn to this or is it uh, women and and as well as I have focused on um, maternal well-being over the past year but I am opening up to work with all women now um so it, it has so far been been mainly mothers, I think, because of the reasons that we've discussed, really, um, so far, what a catalyst motherhood can be for for lots of stuff, for getting down to um, being better self-connected, for questioning things that you previously hadn't questioned, um, for, you know, more self-reflection. Um, but I think motherhood is, is one, it's a very powerful kind of entry into that, but I think there are lots of other opportunities or there are lots of other times in life where that happens so career change for example um might be another time where people are really questioning their identity so it's essentially my work is built around identity and exploring and um reflecting and sort of creating if you like your sense of identity so motherhood really a really key a powerful important part of that um, but definitely working with with women outside of that scope of motherhood as well. And 
And we talked about how important it is with mothers and women finding their identity. And, and once they can get that clear, so many other opportunities. So if they're uh-huh. feeling stuck and they, they, they embark on a, on a, a writing uh-huh. course like yours, so much more can come from it as that the next step. It's almost like a platform to, to flourish, Absolutely. isn't it? That, that's exactly what it is that I'm trying to offer. And I think they am offering for women, um, so it, it, it's, as you say, it's, a, it's an opportunity. It's kind of a, an inroad into connecting with yourself and working out what it is that you, who it is that you are and what it is that you perhaps want to shift um, and creating a space where you can flourish. I think we spend so much time as mothers, but as women in general, um, giving so much to others in our personal and professional lives. And often that's to the, de- the detriment of our, own well-being and our own passions and our own um ability to thrive like you say so something like this really gives women a chance to slow down take that time for themselves and create that opportunity to sort of self-nourish and from that position anything, anything's possible absolutely yeah. And tell everyone where they can find you and your your wonderful Invicta Writers. Thank you. So uh, my website is InvictaWriters.com. You can also find me on Instagram. My handle is at InvictaWriters. And you can find me on Facebook as well, which is uh, InvictaWriters with Adana Anukasi. Oh, thank you so much, Adana. It is women like you that are helping bring joy to so many people's lives. When one writes, it sets so much of us free, our voice, ideas, and so much more. And to have this tool available to oneself is profound. Check out Invicta Writers, or at the very least, get writing. You never know what you what might come of it. I did just that, and now I have a book to my name and more to follow. As I say in Born to Shine, real happiness comes when you do what you're most passionate about. It shapes our existence, fuels the fires of inspiration, and opens us up to opportunities and changes around us. So if you love writing, please don't waste another day and write. Write from your heart and liberate yourself from the depth of your soul. Thank you, Adana. It was a Thank joy so chatting much, to Kat, you. Thank you so much, Kat. A pleasure.